Hey guys, Pam here. So today I want to talk about um, how to refinance, how to prepare yourself for refinancing, or just to be financially prepared when you're ready to buy a property. And for those of you who are viewing this video on my YouTube channel, Pardon the look here. I'm wearing a towel over my head because I literally just hopped out of the shower. I had an idea as I was showering because that's when my brain flows the best. It's in the morning. I've had my coffee and it's on fire. And I thought, you know what? Let's hop on uh, my podcast recording and get this out before my brain fog sets in and then I forget what I wanted to say. So right now I'm refinancing four properties, which I do not recommend for a first timer. It is enough to want to pull your hair out. Um, since I have a towel over my head right now, you cannot see all the grays that have grown in since I've started this process. Um, but it's been challenging. It's my first time doing it. And I just want to give you guys, uh, I guess some advice and tips to best prepare yourself, uh, for this type of portion of your journey. At some point, whether you're buying your first one or if you're refinancing to get equity out of your home or your other properties, you're going to have to go through the same ringer. Um, and if you hear the noise in the background, pardon that. I'm actually in an Airbnb. I, I um, decided to come spend the night so I can finish writing my book. I had my editors uh, come back with some comments. So I needed some space, some peace and quiet to just knock it out. So I'm currently at Balboa Island um, in Newport by the water. Just needed some Pam time to really clear all my to-do lists with writing because I hate writing in all honesty. Um, so now that that's done with, so check off the box and here I am now. I've showered. I've got, you know, an idea for my podcast recording for Multifamily Mondays. So we're going to talk about finances and how to best prepare yourself. So here we go. Number one, you need to have your three years of your tax returns cleaned up, meaning ready to go. So if you owe the IRS money, that's not good. You need to pay all, off all your debts and stuff. So um, so have three years worth ready to go. And then but you're basically like presenting yourself, right? So if you are a first timer, don't have a track record yet, um, you're considered high risk to the bank. So you want to impress them. You want to show them why they should invest in you to be an owner of this property you're bringing to their table. Uh, and amongst all others, right? So you have to think of it that way. It's very business-like. So don't take it personally when a bank says no thanks. Sometimes the program's just not meant for uh, your price range, for example, or maybe they're not investing in your location. So just don't take it personal. You're going to hear a lot of no's before a lot of yes, especially if you do not have a track record. Uh, when I first started, I had like what felt like 99 no's. Seriously, I, I pitched myself to multiple banks, not just the big ones like Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. I was looking at credit union, unions locally as well and then all over and then decided to work with a mortgage broker who then helped me pitch to other connections that they had. So you might want to consider that when you're first starting off. They do take a cut of um, your proceeds or when you're when you close on the deal, but they kind of help you work in parallel as you try to find the right lender with the right terms for your property. All right, so let me reverse back how to best prepare yourself. So you've got three years of your tax returns ready to go. Now, if you um, if you are employed, 
meaning you get like a paycheck monthly and you have a W-2 every year, have those three uh, W-2s ready as well. Usually they'll ask for the previous year's W-2. What I find is that lenders um, kind of are all over the board with doing their checks and balances. Their underwriting team will tell them what they need. And you just have to be able to dance at a moment's notice. Um, so have your W-2s ready. What else? Um, if you are like a contractor, meaning like you get a 1099 um, every year and you don't have that stable income coming in, that's okay. Don't feel like this is not going to work for you because guess what? I haven't had a W-2 for gosh, over 10 years now, and you can still get a loan. It just might be a little harder. You might have to jump through more hoops to prove to them that you will bring in stable cash flow for the property, but nothing's impossible is what I'm trying to say. Even if it may, if, even if it may seem extremely challenging and you want to give up, I'm here to tell you, don't give up. Um, let's see, what else do you have to do? I'm looking at my list um, because what they do is they send a slew of lists, right? Like just bullet points of like, Pam, we need this, 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 and this. And let's say if you um, have a partnership on, on the property, you're going to need their stuff too. So another common thing is called a PFS. That's your personal financial... Uh, statement. There we go. Sorry, I blanked for a moment there. Um, so it's in short called a PFS. That is a snapshot of your uh, financial situation at the current time. What's going to go in there is all your current debts, your loans that you currently have. So maybe you have a recurring credit card bill. Maybe you have a home loan, a mortgage. You throw all that on there um, and then you throw in your income. What is your monthly income? And guys, don't exaggerate because guess what? Their underwriters are going to do a check on your bank statements. Uh, so meaning if you make for uh, just for a hypothetical purpose here, if you make $10,000 a year, don't say you're making $100,000 a year. Okay, because that's a big no, no, and you're going to get in big trouble. Um, so anyways, so you you capture all your finances and put it in that statement. And what it calculates or what the underwriters are really looking for is your net worth. Okay, net worth. What does that even mean? It means once you take all your assets, put them in there, all your liabilities, put them in there, subtract them, your assets have better be more than your liabilities because that is what will create a larger net worth. And what the bank looks at is they say, oh, wow, this person is bringing in this much money and they have a lot of liquidity. What does that mean? Liquidity means that uh, amongst all your checking savings and maybe retirement accounts and any other assets that you have that's considered income and what you own that is uh, income producing, if it far outweighs the liabilities, you have a bigger net worth. And to the bank, you're not as much of a high risk, according to them, meaning all they want to look at is, can this person pay me back on time? And when crap hits the fan, um, will they have enough money? Will the property still perform? Because remember, guys, this is all business, right? Nothing personal on you, but they just have their requirements and you need to meet that. Um, and if you don't, it's okay. You just have to try to work with the bank to see how else can we make it work. And oftentimes, it's better to approach with kindness and just say, hey, this is what I've got. This is my situation. Uh, what can we do? Right? Um, so, and then the next step is, so you turn in your PFS, you have your tax returns, uh, they ask for your W-2s, they're going to ask for three months worth of your bank statements. So guys, it's very important that you have all your uh, bank accounts kind of running um, 
clean, meaning you don't have a lot of money movement going on. Like, for example, you didn't have some extra 10 grand or 20 grand coming in and then uh, and then it floated back out to some other external bank account. You're going to have to explain that to the underwriters because they're going to wonder why that amount is moving so much and it looks like a one off. So what I'm trying to say is save them the work, save yourself the hassle and make sure before you start approaching a bank that at least three months you have like good, clean accounting records and financial records. Um, the cleaner it is, the faster the process will be. The more messier it is, the longer it may take for the underwriters to really, you know, okay it, to push it forward. Um, and in parallel, what they'll do is they'll ask you to pay for an appraisal. So you're going to have to come out of pocket with that. No, the bank will not pay it for you. Doesn't make sense. That's your job to pay for it as a person approaching the bank um, to get financing. Okay, and that costs a pretty penny. It can range as much as like $400 and then to a couple grand depending on the size of the property. So to give you um, perspective on my four properties that uh, I have a mixed partnership with on all four, geez, uh, it ranged from like 2000 all the way to close to almost 10 grand just to do an appraisal on the property. So budget money for that as well. So what the underwriters will do is once you once you turn in all your finances, like all your financial documents and your bank statements or three months worth of that, um, they'll compare your financial situation with the appraisal value that comes in from the appraiser. And that is where the magic happens on the lending side where they will go um, and have a meeting with all their team to see how much they want to lend money to you. Um, so the best way to prepare yourself is truly have good credit, work on it if you don't have credit now. So start building that credit. And if you have bad credit, work on it to clean up your record. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And then um, also, you know, uh, what's it called? Clean up your your personal financial statements, as I mentioned. Uh, have a stable bank account statement for the for the next three months or so. Um, what else did they ask for? Oh, sometimes they'll come back and they'll say, hey, hey, Pam, we noticed this transaction line item, blah, blah, blah. What does that even mean? Be prepared to do those explanations in writing. Guys, be formal, right? So email and say, dear so-and-so, this transaction was so-and-so-and-so for something. Keep it short, succinct, and sweet. They don't need a story or like an essay about why uh, a transaction was made a certain way. They just want to do their checks and balances. So I know the first time can be scary. You kind of feel like uh, you're in an interrogation room where they're looking at everything and you just kind of feel so little and you're just like, oh my gosh, um, at least that's how I felt. But in all honesty, guys, when you think of it in a different position of you just need to get them what they need and how can you make their lives easier, then you approach it from a business perspective. And, and when there's certain um, pickles that come up, you work with them on it. So for example, out of those four properties, um, the past two weeks, uh, the appraiser came back on one of the properties that was extremely undervalued to the point where like, even the lender knows that it is super ridiculous and they're questioning whether this appraiser knew what the heck he was doing. Um, because we all believe the value of the property should have been higher. I mean, everything showed that it should have been higher. And we're talking about in the magnitude of like $500,000 less. To me, that's a lot of money that could be in our hands to go buy another property. And so we had been working back and forth with the bank to say, hey, can we get a second appraisal? Can the, can the bank approve a second appraisal and kind of disregard that first uh, appraiser's report? 
So that way we can run off with a higher amount. So that's what we're working on. And so this is like a one-off and I'm just sharing the business challenge with you guys that it came in unexpected, but hey, we're problem solving. We're all working together on it and the bank understands it too. So it wasn't like a, oh, this is, you know, Pam's just being a, a squeaky wheel to try to get more money. No, it's ridiculous what the appraiser did. And right now, being that it's a seller's market, a lot of the good ones are taken and they're busy doing doing a lot of work. So maybe with the luck of our draw, we landed with a, um, I guess, how do I sound nice? We landed with a dud. <laughs> so it's okay, but I'm just sharing that. So it's enough to grow gray hairs. Um, but it's fun. It's exciting. And what I love the most about this part is that my investors are going to make six times what you know, they initially put in with me. And since it's a mix of all different investors, but um, the properties that I've purchased range of the range of the years owned have been, let me think about it, since 2015, 2016. And to make six times the amount of their capital and then some more, like I could not ask for that. Like I'm pretty proud of my team, proud that we have made it this far, really thankful that they've entrusted, you know, my team to help grow their wealth. And so guys, I'm just letting you know for informational purposes only, um, this is not, you know, an offer to sell you guys anything, but just to give you uh, an idea of the possibilities. And, you know, honestly, if you work with different syndicators, maybe they can bring you in more. I couldn't guarantee this. You can never guarantee a certain return. Um, but they rode with me and here's where we are now. So you can imagine how eager they are to, to touch their capital. I just said, hey, guys, just uh, make sure you don't spend it all in one spot. Maybe don't buy that Tesla just yet. Maybe we can go invest um, in another property. But obviously, it's up to them. But, you know, we tease each other about that. And I just said, hey, guys, if I give it all to you guys, like, um, will you be my partner in the future one? We'll see. But I think they're game for it now that they had a, they've had a taste of how, how much hard work goes in to growing their wealth. And then when it happens in a very wonderful way, it is like the most, like, it makes me so happy, you know, because our plan is our property managers don't know this yet, but our plan is to give them huge bonuses for all the properties that they've been managing, um, from the capital that we're able to uh, cash out. So they don't know this yet, but it makes us so happy when we, we know we're gonna be like, here you guys go, thank you so much for helping us. And then, you know, the investors are happy, I'm happy because everyone's happy. And then we move forward and buy another property. So there you have it for today. This is my little rant with my towel over my wet hair um, in the morning in an Airbnb um, before I head home to all the craziness. Thank God for my husband and my mom who are helping watch our two kiddos um, this morning so that I can actually get some work done and do this and record something fun for you guys. But if you guys have any questions on how to best prepare yourself for a refinance or even to get that first loan, reach out to my team. Um, info at letsgocreatewealth.com or schedule a time to meet with me. Um, my assistant can give you my schedule and I can talk to you about it in 15 minutes. For example, I have um, a friend, well, I call him a friend now because he's attended a lot of my webinars um, and he has over 12 homes, single family homes, and he wants to refinance all of them so he can actually jump into the commercial real estate arena. And I'm all for it. Now's the best time to sell. Recoup that cash, that hard-earned cash that you are owed, and then go throw down on a property. Plus, it's always better to have 12 units under one roof than 12 separate roofs 
to maintain, right? Um, so anyways, I'm excited for his journey. And we had a chat about the strategy and how to best prepare himself for that. And then also I told him the biggest kicker is that once you operate in the commercial real estate arena, your um, your financial impact is less dependent on your credit score. They look at how you will like take care of the property, your performance record, and they look at the property's performance. That's also another thing. So if this is going to be your first time, I forgot to mention this point. Um, you want to make sure your property's finances are good. Have your P&Ls in order. They want, they're going to call it a trailing 12, meaning they want the past 12 months records of your property's performance, the cash flow, the net operating income, the expenses. And if you don't know what those terms are and it feels like foreign language to you, don't worry. I got you covered. Go to my website, letsgocreatewealth.com. And I have a blog article on common um, commercial real estate terms, and you can read up more about that. And if you have any follow-up questions, like I said, just let my team know. Maybe it'll be the next topic of, of our podcast here. So I think my time's up today. I've rambled my mind off about refinancing one, two, three, four, or as many properties as possible. I think I've learned for myself. The max I can do is four at one time. I don't want to do this again. It's exciting, but holy cow, it's been a lot of stress and work just prepping all the financial records for my family, but then also my partners, and then presenting them to my mortgage team, who uh, they have been amazing, by the way. Um, I'm working with JLL. Um, and so but there's, you know, so many mortgage brokers, find find one who fits, you know, what your cadence, what you need. Um, but if you need help with a reference, happy to make a warm introduction. It's always better by word of mouth than like cold calling or saying, Hey, you don't know me and I don't know you either. So let's just test each other out. Like, eh, if you don't need to do that, let me help you out with a warm introduction. So at least you have like a good solid foot in the door. Um, other than that, happy Tuesday here, which is going to be become a multifamily Monday episode. I know the irony of it. I should have recorded this yesterday, but oh, well, uh, doing it now better late than never. And my team will get this out to you in time. And you can laugh at how I look on my YouTube channel. Cause yes, I look like a dork and that's okay. I'm owning it. No makeup, no nothing. Just got out of the shower with a towel around my head and I'm wearing my pajamas still. And I'm about to check out of this Airbnb. So guys, I enjoyed hanging out with you today. Um, I'd love to hear from you. So give us some good reviews on wherever you download your podcast and also send us messages. It's really nice to hear from people when they say, hey, thanks for this tip. It helped out a lot or, or whatever it may be. Or, hey, I want to learn more about this. We're all ears. We're here for you. We're here for you is what I'm trying to say. Um, so best of luck. Let's go create wealth and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.